It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Cade Williamson. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome in to the WATH studios here today. We got our football Friday night preview show. Cade Williamson in studio. Michael Roth, I believe we've got him on the phone. Michael, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Cade. There you go. We can hear you here too, Roth. So we're coming in clear. We're going to talk a little high school football like we usually do. Just me and you for the show today, uh, doing our regular predictions and whatnot. Uh, first off, we'll start off. With the Athens County game of the week, the one that will be on Power 105 tomorrow night, should be an interesting ball game, I will say, uh, between Alexander Spartans and the Wellston Golden Rockets. Uh, you can catch Carl and I on that call tomorrow night uh, from Wellston, uh, uh, starting around 6.30, game starting around 7. Uh, that ball game is quite interesting. I'll give a little preview right here before I turn it over to you, Roth, to make a pick on that ball game. But um, when you look at that game between Wellston and... And Alexander. Alexander's coming to this one 3-1. and one. Uh, Very surprising. I know after week one we sat there and we talked a little bit, Roth, uh, where we thought maybe Alexander could start off the season 5-0. and oh. They definitely have a chance to start off the season 4-1 uh, and one, uh, facing a Wellston team that is 0-for on the season. Uh, they've just had some trouble, some coaching turmoils here and there. Uh, three coaches in this calendar year, head coaches now, uh, with the new interim head coach, Dan Polson, uh, taking the reins for the Wellston Golden Rockets. But We'll see how things progress. I, th- I think it'll definitely be an interesting ball game. First TVC Ohio game for Wellston. Athens uh, got their first win in 2015, or since 2015, over the Athens Bulldogs for their first win of TVC Ohio conference play last week. Uh, so a big win there for the Alexander Spartans. Uh, and they're trying to do the same thing against Wellston this year. Haven't beat them since 2015. Trying to do it here again. Roth, any thoughts? Yeah, so uh, last week, I think we both doubted Alexander, and they surprised us. Got really a dominant victory over Athens. Their defense was just making plays everywhere. I'm expecting a similar story. I think that Wellston's going to struggle to score, um, and this Wellston defense has been giving up like 40-plus points pretty much every game. I think Alexander, if they don't get up to 40, they at least get up 28, 35 points. I think this is going to be an Alexander victory, and they're going to improve to, what would it be, 4-1 and one on the year? Yeah, 4-1 and one on the year. Uh, quite impressive there for Alexander, especially into that Week 6 matchup that they'll have uh, against Vinton County, a Vinton County team that is looking to get a win uh, on WATH, actually. Uh, they'll be taking on the Athens Bulldogs here on 970. Cedric Granger, Matt Frazee will have the call for you here uh, for the, the Athens game this week, uh, an interesting one, Athens 0-4 on the season, not what they wanted out of the gate. Uh, offense has been sputtering, haven't been figuring out the right pieces so far this year. Uh, Vinton County, uh, a lot of people had a lot of questions about them. They were up in the air to start off the year, uh, and then they came out, went 0-2 to start the season, had some troubles uh, against Rock Hill in Week 2 and then Unioto Week 1, but came out, played Trimble in an 0-2, 0-2 matchup for Week 3. A lot of people thought Trimble might give them the business. Instead, uh, VC got their ball going, and uh, they showed it again last week against Megs, took a commanding victory in their first conference game this year. So I, I, I think when you look at it across the board for Vinton County, uh, they're, they're hyping up uh, themselves quite well, especially for that Week 9 matchup against Nelsonville York. Uh, but Week 6 will have them... Uh, for the Athens County Game of the Week, Carl and I will uh, on Power 105 uh, as they will take on Alexander in that week, and it's looking like it might be a 3-2 versus 4-1 matchup. Uh, Roth, I'll, I'll, I'll let you give a little insight, make your pick, and then I'll, t- I'll make my pick on this ball game. I think the people know where I'm leaning, though. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I just really think that um, well. Or not Wilson, uh, Vinton County has just figured out their issues that they had at the start of the year. And in the preseason, we kind of thought it was Nelsonville York 1, Vinton County 2, and the rest of the TBC Ohio had a lot of questions. After week two, I think we were rethinking that, but now I think once again, Vinton County has established themselves as at least the number two team in the TBC Ohio. So I won't be picking against them against anybody except for Nelsonville York this year. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that take right there, Roth. Uh, give me the Vinton County Vikings in this one. We agree on that pick. We'll keep it in the TVC Ohio, though. 
uh, as we usually do, start to talk a little TVC football. Now fully into conference play uh, this week, but this game is not a conference matchup. Uh, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes, their final out-of-conference game, they take on Oak Hill. Uh, Oak Hill uh, came out week one, surprised a lot of people, took a win against Wilson. Uh, they looked a little competitive this year, uh, but uh, do they have enough to stop the Nelsonville York Buckeyes, Roth? No, I think Nelsonville York has uh, figured some stuff out, but I think they're going to roll. Um, they, they look like prohibitive favorites for uh, their next couple games, so I expect the Buckeyes to win comfortably on Friday night. Yeah, I'll take Nelsonville York in this ball game as well, especially since that uh, game, the commanding victory they had over Liberty Union uh, after that uh, thumping that they took from Newark Catholic. Just bounced right back to it. 48-7 to victory over Liberty Union after losing 45 nothing to Newark Catholic. So, uh, not a step off uh, whatsoever um, for the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Like you said, they're the they're the favorites. They're the perennial uh, favorites year after year. But uh, this year, they're definitely one of the favorites to win the TVC Ohio. It's going to be tough uh, for VC to go and dethrone them. But a lot of hype is building into that Week Nine matchup um, and keeping it in the TVC Ohio. The last conference game between the two opponents this week: uh, River Valley and Megs. Both teams sitting at one and three right now. Not exactly where they need to be if they want to reach an outside playoff spot in uh, Division Five, Region Nineteen. But um, which one do you think gets this one, Roth? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with River Valley here. Uh, I think this is gonna be a competitive game either way. Um, I mean, both of these teams have had some solid performances, and they've also been blown out so far this year, so I don't think you can go wrong either way. Uh, I'm just going to lean towards River Valley. They just seem – I have a little bit more faith in their defense uh, is going to be my uh, my selling point, but uh, I don't think I don't think either team is a major favorite, and if you go against me, I'm not going to argue uh, strongly either side. Yeah, I, I will go against with this one. I think the Marauders will get the job done. I think the only reason why I'm leaning more Marauders in this game is because of uh, that game that they had against Colgrove. Colgrove right now is the uh, Carl's favorite team in Southeast Ohio, for those of you uh, listening that don't know uh, the history between this year uh, or, or the history between Carl Colgrove uh, and his hype for them this year. Uh, that's the highest team he's on in Southeast Ohio, rightfully so, I will say, as of now. Uh, they're the top team in Division Six, Region 23, as we speak right now, according to Joe Itell, as well as the recent rankings from the OHSAA based off the computer points. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them to continue that dominance. And they played Megs early on in the season. I believe that was their Week 2 matchup, maybe Week 3 matchup. Can't remember off the top of my head. But it was a bit of an interesting game where Colgrove uh, gave up a lot of points to Megs. Uh, Megs was hanging around in that ball game. It was close for a while. The offense got going, and, and I think... Because of that and because Meg showed the ability to compete with solid ball clubs even after laying an egg last week against Vinton County, I think Megs gets the job done in this River Valley game. But like you said, definitely a toss-up. Uh, whichever team does pull this out, it will try to change the trajectory uh, of their seasons. Like I said, two teams that are looking at maybe fringe playoff spots uh, come late October, early November. Um, now we'll move to the TVC Hawking, uh, which is a quite interesting. The first game on our list this one might be for the title this year uh, between two teams uh, whose colors are green and black. Uh, the Waterford Wildcats and the Eastern Eagles. A lot of people really surprised that this one is going to have a lot uh, of meaning come later in the season. But I think this one's also big because it could, get, could determine what the final record of the team who wins the TVC Hawking this year is. Um, when you look at it, uh, Waterford right now, if they ended up running the table, goes 7-3. and three and also win the conference this year, I mean, they could win the conference at 7-3, and three, where if Eastern does it, I think Eastern still has a shot to go a solid 9-1 and one, uh, based off what we've seen from some TVC hawking opponents. Uh, this one's a very interesting ball game. Uh, I think it'll be very low scoring uh, just from what we've seen from the defenses, but Eastern definitely uh, proved that they were legit last week after a win against Portsmouth-Notre Dame, put them even more into the talks of, of competing with Waterford and Trimble on an outside, especially after some of the slow starts for the Tomcats. But when you look at Eastern and you look at Waterford, Roth, which, uh, which team are you leaning in this ballgame? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean with, um, with Waterford, actually. You know, this uh, is the Eastern squad that they, they've had some interesting moments. They've kind of figured out ways to, like, 
just grind out victories at the last second. And this might be another one with, where they're just kind of able to figure it out because, um, like, this Waterford team, like you said, they don't score a lot of points, you know, in their only victory of the season. I think they only had, like, 18 points. Um, but Waterford did have a better effort against Fort Fry. This was a Fort Fry squad that was missing a couple starters, but Waterford still, uh, they put up 19 points against a, uh, a really powerhouse squad in Fort Fry. I don't, I don't feel great about this game. Like, with my pick, I think that there's a really good chance that Eastern does get the victory, but I, I like what I saw from Waterford in week four, and I just think, I think that they're a historical program that knows how to win, and I think they figure one out. Yeah, that's that's a good take. Uh, I was back and forth on this pick as well, Roth. It's, it's a very tough pick to make. I felt quite confident, though, of who I was going to pick, especially after last week. Even though Waterford, like you said, had a good performance against Fort Fry, looked solid in the first half. First half was competitive uh, between them and the cadets, who are arguably, uh, no matter what the rankings really say, probably the best team all around in uh, the, uh, Division Six, Region 23, uh, the way you look at it. Uh, they'll probably finish at the top there, undefeated on the season. Uh, don't don't want to get ahead of myself. Don't want to make a prediction, but that's where I have them going right now. If you had to ask me, but um, I'm going to go with the Eastern Eagles. I'm really feeling Eastern this year. Uh, I've been somewhat high on them ever since they got that win week two against uh, Sims Valley, who was a good team last year. Definitely not the same team this year, but the the win against that yes, Eastern did look shaky in a week three matchup against a. Very subpar Fairfield Christian Academy team, but they got things together and they beat a decent program last week in Portsmouth, Notre Dame. The only thing that has me a little concerned is that this game is in Waterford, uh, which I think will bring a little bit of a factor uh, coming to this ballgame. But it, this one could be uh, the battle for the TVC Hawking. A lot of excitement uh, around the TVC, a lot of eyes, probably the biggest game with implications around the TVC uh, this week between Eastern and and Waterford, and I'm going to go with the Eagles, so that's back-to-back -back ones we differ on. Um, and, well, we'll look at the team that's kind of on the outside looking in, uh, the Trimble Tomcats moving down the list now in the TVC Hawking. They take on Woodward this week, a team from Cincinnati, uh, who is 3-1 on the season, Trimble 0-4 for the first time since 1999, trying not to be 0-5, uh, especially going into conference play. That's not what you want to do if you're the Tomcats. Uh, they scheduled very tough this year out of conference. Uh, they've had some good opponents that they played. Uh, haven't got any victories in those games. Their uh, closest one was either that Nelsonville-York game or uh, River Week 2. Um, two pretty good teams and toward the top of uh, their regions, respectively, um, in the Pilots and the Buckeyes. But Trimble, uh, they've been struggling so far. A lot of people still think that Trimble can be an outside competitor uh, this year in the TVC Hawking. But is it time to start talking about maybe them falling down the rankings? Uh, I'm not sure. Roth, you got any thoughts on this game between them and Woodward? Yeah, this is uh, this is a game that Trimble's really gonna want to win. Um, their uh, their playoff points just aren't uh, aren't they're not that strong right now. Um, obviously, without a win, uh, they got zero. Um, and uh, this is a big game for them, but um, it's a Woodward team that they're gonna be fast. They're coming from Cincinnati. They're a uh, they're a bigger division team um, sitting in, uh, I think it is Division Three, Region 12. Yeah, I, I, um, I know they're, they're definitely up there. Division, I think you're right, yeah, Division Three there. Yeah, so it'll, uh, it'll be an interesting game. I'm going to lean with Woodward. Um, I think it could be a close game either way. I, I think these teams met, um, I think it was the first home game for Trimble's new stadium back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, so um, a bit interesting that these teams just uh, find ways to play each other. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, we're going to stop the differences. I'm going to go with Woodward as well. Tremble, from what we've seen, seen them three times over the first four weeks of the games we've covered in the Athens County game of the week. They just uh, they, they just had a lot of turmoil, uh, a lot of a lot of changes on the roster. A couple guys going down with injuries. They're not at ma you know the max health that they want to be. Um, I just. And the offense still hasn't gotten going, uh, and I think Woodward gets the job done in this ball game. Uh, now moving to another TBC Hawking team playing an out-of-conference game. Belfry uh, takes on Caldwell. Caldwell, if I'm not mistaken, undefeated coming into this ball game, either undefeated or three and one, definitely higher. Um, I think they're to the top of the rankings 
of um, their region last time I checked. But uh, when you look at this game between Belfry and Caldwell, um, what are you thinking about this one? Yeah, I mean, it's the Caldwell squad that has uh, just started off the season strong, um, beating the teams they should. Belfry uh, really struggling. Don't think they've even scored a point this year. Uh, I think Caldwell wins this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think Caldwell gets the job done uh, for that out-of-conference battle. But now um, we'll turn it over to another out-of-conference battle. And these two teams have already met this year. Uh, South Galleon, Sayadaville East. I think the uh, the game that they played, I believe they played week two. Uh, we picked that game, Roth. I think we both, or no, I believe it was week three. Um, we picked that game. We both went with Sayadaville East. Uh, South Galleon ended up winning the ball game 22-14. They're playing again. This is uh, the fill-in on the schedule for South Gallia where they had federal hawking um, scheduled. And uh, unfortunately, federal hawking does not have a, uh, a football squad this year, so they had to go find somebody else. They ended up finding uh, Sayotteville East again. Do you think that they can beat them twice, uh, the Rebels there, Roth? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of got to pick uh, South Gallia. They beat Sayotteville East on the road, so why would they, uh, why would they not be able to do it at home? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think South Galley gets the, the, the double wins over Scioteville East. They always say it's tough to beat a team twice, especially in a football season. But South Galley, like you said, got the win on the road. Um, and I think they can do it at home and improve to above 500 looking for the Rebels going into conference play, which is something to keep an eye on uh, come time for TVC Hawking play, at least more TVC Hawking play. And the team that South Gallia faced last week, Manchester, 0-4 on the season, taking on the Southern Tornadoes down there in Racine. Um, should be an interesting one. Yeah, I think uh, I think Southern gets this one done. They've been, uh, they've been a little frisky this year. Um, have had some solid performances. I think this is going to be a game in the win column for the Tornadoes. I think they get a... Uh, a solid out-of-conference victory and just uh, try and get ready for CBC Hawking Conference play that's really uh, more wide open than it ever has been. So if there's going to be a year um, where Southern's going to make some stuff happen in conference play, why not this year? Yeah, I agree with you. I was thinking about it earlier today. Um, really, the t- besides almost Belfry, it seems like everybody kind of has a little bit of a chance to win the TBC Hawking this year. Of course, you have... Uh, those two front runners, at least the way that's being portrayed right now, that a lot of people have it uh, between Eastern and Waterford playing this weekend, um, and that'll you know put bragging rights over everybody else, saying, "Hey, uh, one of us got the victory over the other team that's looked pretty solid either historically or this year." Um, and that moving forward could, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this ball game, I-, I agree with you, Roth. I'm going to take Southern. I think the Tornadoes get the job done uh, over Manchester in this game, and. There's a couple of those TBC Hawking teams that were toward the bottom last year that are hovering a little around 500, a little above, a little below. And that's where if you're the reigning champion uh, and Trimble could go into conference play 0-5, which is something they're going to have to bounce back from. Uh, you know, you've got to go probably about 4-6 and six if you're Trimble to make the playoffs. So you've got to win four Hawking games. It's not difficult. It's not hard for them to do. But judging by... Um, how that talent is, or how the teams really match up against one another, I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting how the season progresses uh, in the TVC Hawking. We'll take a little bit of a quick break. After the break, we'll talk a little bit else around the area, the Southeast Ohio area. We went over TVC. So now we'll go elsewhere. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. This Friday, the Athens Bulldogs play their second home game of the season as they take on the TBC Ohio leading Vinn County Vikings. Can Athens bounce back from a series of tough losses to take down the Vikings and earn their first TBC Ohio win? Find out this Friday. You can catch all the action with Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee starting at 6.45 p.m. on Friday on 970-WATH. Alana was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it's cancer. As a parent, when you're told this type of news, you're going to do whatever you can do for your babies. When we got to St. Jude is when I realized that, no, you're not going to get a bill for anything. I don't have to worry about it. They're saying we're going to help save her. We're not going to charge you anything. This is what we do. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Quality that's through the roof. 
T-Bay Roofing, your certified GAF Master Elite contractor has expanded operations to now serve the greater Athens County, Ohio area. T-Bay brings their GAF Golden Pledge warranty for up to 50 years to Athens, and it's even transferable once to the next homeowner. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844-PRO-ROOF, and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844 844- Pro Roof. Put your trust in the Mid Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844 Pro Roof, and T Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844 Pro Roof, now serving the Athens, Ohio areas. Find out more at tbayroofing.com. Quality that's through the roof. T Bay Roofing. Live and local. The Sports Fan. On 970 WATH. Welcome back into the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Cade Williamson here in studio, joined by Michael Roth, remote over the phone today doing our high school football preview show. We talked a little bit of the TVC, both Ohio and Hawking gave our predictions. Only two that we've differed on so far, and Roth, uh, you got me so far this season. You're up four, uh, I think, after last week. We had a couple differs. I think we had four differs, and you went three and one against me. So you're sitting a little comfortable right now as we're hitting the midseason, week five, doing our predictions, uh, going over the games around the area that people would like to tune into. You can definitely catch more. Uh, two games we'll have tomorrow night, the Athens County game of the week between Alexander and Wilson. Carl and I will be on that call. Coverage starts at 6.30. The game kicks off around 7 o'clock. Uh, and then Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee will have the Athens game as the Bulldogs take on uh, the Benton County Vikings here on 970 WATH. You can tune into those tomorrow night. And if you miss any of that, you can tune in a little bit later in the evening and catch Roth, Carl, Cedric, and myself on football Friday night. It goes from 10 o'clock to midnight. We'll be here at the studios of Power 105 and 970 WATH. So make sure to tune in uh, to that and get your Football fix. Uh, you're getting your little bit of a fix right now. Uh, doing a little predictions, doing a little preview so far here on our Thursday, as we usually do. Myself, uh, Cade Williamson, and Michael Roth here. Uh, like I said, talk TVC. Now we're moving a little bit out of the area, and the first game we've got on our list uh, is a bit of a game, a bit of a rivalry game uh, between these two teams, the Warren Warriors and the Fort Fry Cadets. Uh, last year, I was uh, in house uh, at, at Fort Fry to, uh, to watch this game in Beverly. Uh, Fort Fry just absolutely. Uh, Took it to uh, Warren in that ball game last year. Uh, Warren, uh, they're running back Jason Williams, a guy who has not put up as, as, as crazy a numbers uh, as he did last year so far. I think a lot of teams are starting to cue in on him, uh, especially some of their games that they played against some decent opponents uh, are the Warren Warriors. But uh, what are you feeling about this game between Fort Fry and Warren, Roth? Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, Washington County rivalry that has been dominated by Fort Fry. Um, the COVID year in 2020, that was Warren's best chance to beat them. I think they fell 28-22, 28-20, something around there. Um, I, I see no reason to think that Fort Fry will lose this game. Just uh, I'm interested to see if Fort Fry has all their players back healthy. They really, uh, they've taken the foot off the gas pedal. Um, the past couple of games. As is reported ahead, seventy one S and a quarter mile. You're still on the fastest route. Um, they let uh, they let both Waterford and um, Zanesville back in the game um, in the third and fourth quarter. So it'll be interesting to see if Warren also gets some uh, scoring in the second half. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you, though. I think Fort Fry gets the job done. Um, there's a couple games down the line against out-of-state uh, out opponents that look a little interesting for them, uh, uh, Williamstown being one of those that I've highlighted. I can't remember the other team on the top of my head. I think it's Lindsay um, that Fort Fry will face this year. But, yeah, I'm going with the Cadets. Uh, I still think that they can run the table, go undefeated. They're looking to be the best team in the region, uh, according to us, according to a lot of people, especially uh, Drew Pastor. Uh, and looking a, a little bit north now, uh, Burn Union, the the Rockets, uh, they took they had a couple conference games. Uh, they got a couple victories in the past couple of weeks after dropping that first game uh, to Colgrove out the gate that shocked a lot of people. Uh, but Nate Nemeth looks to be starting to find his way for the Golden Rockets. They take on Eastern Pike this week. What's the thoughts? 
Yeah, I think Southern Union really figured some things out. Um, the team that they go unbeaten last year, like first unbeaten season, uh, regular season for Burn Union in, I think it was like 40 to 50 years, and now uh, they graduated like a lot of their wide receivers, and a lot came on the shoulders of Nate Nemeth, and at the start of the year, it was a little bit of a struggle. They lost that game to Colgrove. That kind of surprised us because they beat Colgrove uh, by like three scores the season prior, but now we're kind of realizing hey, that Colgrove loss isn't too bad. I think uh, Burn Union's going to be just fine as they get the victory here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think Burn Union, they're on a good trajectory. Uh, it really looks like the only other regular season game that they might have some trouble with, at least trouble uh, from the eyes on paper, is Worthington Christian, uh, which is a conference game for them, and that division of the MSL. Uh, like you said, speaking of Colgrove, we'll talk about them. They got an OBC matchup this week against the lowly Chesapeake squad. Colgrove's looked good so far, top of the region right now, uh, according to the rankings. So, do you think that the Hornets can start off 5-0? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is an improved Chesapeake squad from last year. Last year, I think they went winless. This year, uh, do they have two wins already? Um, I... I just think Colgrove... I think, sure. I, I think they're I think they're around I, I think they might have two honestly because uh, I know I believe they got yeah. the one against Southern uh, I know they have that one for sure uh, when I was doing a little research at this ball game but yeah I I, I, I think uh, uh, Chesapeake might have two I'll, I'll look it up real quick as you keep talking there Roth yeah but this is a Colgrove squad who actually leads all of division six in points scored per game across the entire state um so, yeah, I, I think Colgrove's offense continues to roll. It's really just going to be how good is their defense. Is that defense going to be good enough to get enough stops where they can beat teams like Gallia or Fairland? That, that's the big question surrounding Colgrove this year. Um, but, yeah, this week five game, I think they stay unbeaten, continue the hot streak. Um, but, yeah, I think this Chesapeake squad has uh, has made some, some elite since uh, 2021 yeah, I would agree. We, uh, it is correct. They are at two and two right now. Had a win against Sims Valley in week three, uh, and had a week uh, the week one win over Southern uh, that we were a bit shocked about the Chesapeake winning. So they're at two and two. I'm gonna take Colgrove in this ball game. Carl's favorite team in Southeast Ohio are the Colgrove Hornets, and now we've got a, a battle of I believe unbeaten's uh, due up next. Uh, yeah, it is. It is two unbeaten squads. Union Local uh, takes on Shenandoah. The Zeps. Uh, they've had a lot of uh, coaching changes. I believe their head coach resigned in the middle of week two, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before that shady side game. Uh, they had the interim head coach step up. They've been looking good so far. Shenandoah undefeated. What are you thinking about this one? Yeah, I'm going to go Union Local pretty big in this one. I think that uh, they just seem like a team that's more complete physically instead of relying on a freshman quarterback, Union Local, they're going to look to ground a pound, um, just going to try and avoid turnovers. They, they probably are bigger on the offensive line um, based on them uh, being in a higher division. So, yeah, I think Union Local uh, gets this one done. But a, a pretty interesting game over in Eastern Ohio. Yeah, that is true. Uh, it is a battle of unbeatens to look at it. And when you looked at uh, some of the common opponents and how it was uh, – I think I'm going to agree with you here, uh, Roth. I'm going to pick Union Local. The Jets and the Zeps take an action. Battle of the air. Uh, we'll see uh, which which uh, automobile there in the air takes the victory, the Zeps or, or the Jets. I, I think it'll be the Jets, though, and Union Local in this ballgame. Uh, as we look a little lower now on our list, uh, there's one that's uh, in the list that was given to us in italics. We're going to skip over that one right now. Uh, might go, come back to it a little bit later. Uh, definitely has some uh, region um, complications moving forward, but not exactly in Southeast Ohio. One game that is in Southeast Ohio uh, is a team that was covered on Power 105 last week. The Fairland Dragons travel to Rock Hill uh, take on the Redmen in that ball game. Uh, Rock Hill sitting at 2-2 two and two right now. Fairland 3-1. Uh, and one. Uh, Can Fairland continue that dominance that they had over Trimble last week? Yeah, I think they do. Um, it's the Fair Fairland program that has taking themselves to new heights under Melvin Cunningham, and I think they get uh, an easy victory in this one after a, a tough loss to start OBC play against Ironton. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here, Roth. I think that they get the victory in this one over Rock Hill. Uh, Fairland still looks like that premier uh, number two team 
uh, in the OBC. There are a couple uh, teams that are trying to scratch and claw at that two, or maybe even the three. We'll see how the season progresses in the OBC, one of the better conferences here in southeastern Ohio there along the river. Uh, now looking out east, uh, Bel Air. Last week, I was big on Bel Air. Uh, I thought they were going to beat um, Wheeling Central Catholic in that ball game. Uh, they were up late, up 2019. Wheeling Central Catholic got a touchdown late, won the ball game 26-20 over the Bel Air Big Reds. Bel Air still, according to Drew Pastor, uh, the second best uh, team overall talent-wise uh, in Division Six, Region 23, but one and three on the season, and it's not going to get much easier facing Cambridge this week, a team that's three and one. Yeah, this is a tough one, but this is one that Bel Air kind of needs. They've lost a couple tight games in top competition. I think they figure it out. I think Bel Air gets the victory and uh, puts a little pressure off of them in terms of getting the playoff points. Yeah, this would be a, definitely a big win. Cambridge, a, a higher division opponent, having a good season so far, would still be over 500 by the time they played them. And after they play them, if Bel Air were to win, I, I think Bel Air, I'll agree with you on this one, Roth. I think Bel Air gets the job done. Uh, I was big on them last week. I thought that they were going to pull that one out. You picked Wheeling Central Catholic, got that one over me. Um, but I think we'll agree on this one. I think Bel Air gets the victory, and, and a big victory for them to get them turned in the right direction. A very uh, tough out-of-conference schedule sitting uh, could be sitting around 500 come the end of the season in those teen spots in the playoffs and definitely could make some noise and uh, make an upset happen uh, when you look around it. But now uh, we'll look at Unioto and Piketon. This is a very interesting ball game. Sherman's coming to this one undefeated 4-0 so far in the season. Beat Waverly last week in a very uh, impactful ball game. They've looked good so far to the Shermans. They beat uh, TBC opponent Vinton County in week one. Um, so Unioto's definitely been a, a team to keep your eye on uh, when you look at it. But uh, how do you think they match up against a 2-2 two two Piketon squad this week? Yeah, Unioto has had a really solid season so far. And them and Zane Trace could both be unbeaten uh, in the presumptive SBC uh, conference title game. I think that would come up in Week 7. Um, I expect Unioto to win. You know, Piketon, they don't have the dynamic offense that they had last year which helped them win uh the gold ball i believe is what they call the svc conference title uh pike didn't won it for the first time in uh like 30 to 50 years i forget but it was a long time for pike um they were still a solid team um they were actually good in the trenches last year while also having elite quarterback play um so this year you graduate that all-state quarterback you're going to take a step back uh, Piketon has raised the level that their program's at. I just don't think they're in that top two this year in the conference. I think that's Unioto and Zane Trace. So uh, give me Unioto to get the win here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Shermans get the job done. I think Unioto wins this ball game over Piketon when looking at it. Uh, Unioto's look solid this year, uh, good on paper. Uh, I, I think they get the job done in this one. We've got two now OVC games here before we take a quick break and go a little uh, MVL. Uh, there was, there's some Barry. Uh, big games there, but two OVC games this week uh, that could be interesting to see the trajectories of two of the teams in the second game, but the first game uh, might be a cakewalk. Ironton and South Point, what you thinking on this one? Yeah, Ironton big. They uh, they got through the tough part of their schedule. No reason to think why the Fighting Tigers will take a loss this season. Yeah, I would agree with you there. They dropped to second uh, overall in the state polls in Division 5. They were first in the first polls after Week 3. After the Week 4 polls by the Associated Press, they dropped to second. Uh, but like you said, I definitely agree that Ironson will stay undefeated. Uh, I think they'll take this one easy. Another OBC matchup, this one, like I said, between two teams where we'll see the trajectories of these two. Galley Academy travels to Portsmouth to take on the Trojans. Uh, what are we feeling about this one? I think it could be interesting. Yeah, I think Galliot's going to get this one done. Portsmouth, obviously the better team last year. Drew Rowe was a really dynamic quarterback for them. Um, and Galliot kind of had a really weird season in terms of COVID cancellations and just not having, like, all their bodies ready. But this is a much improved Galliot Academy squad, and I think they get the victory here. I think Portsmouth drops. They were third in the OBC last year. I think that top four is Ironton, Salem, Gallia, and Colgrove. So... I think uh, Gallia gets the victory in this one. Yeah, I would agree with you there on those predictions at the top of the OVC. Uh, like I said, 
very top-heavy with that conference, but even the bottom's been playing pretty solid this year with Chesapeake and South Point. South Point looking impressive. The only loss that Alexander's had this season, uh, they dominated them offensively in that ballgame, scored, I believe, 40-plus uh, against the Spartans team, who turned around and pitched two straight shutouts. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with you here. I think I'm going to pick Gallia Academy um, in this ballgame. Uh, I think, you know, we'll see how the, how the OBC plays out this year. Gallia's looked pretty solid. They look solid in that week two matchup against Athens. Uh, they have the benefit of hopefully playing the full strength of their schedule this year. Only played eight total ball games, seven in the regular season, one playoff matchup last year. So they kind of put them behind the eight ball. But this year it looks like they're going to try to get all ten of those in. And I think Gallia Academy gets the job done over Portsmouth. Just seems to be a step behind this year. We'll take another quick break here on the Sports Fan, doing our high school football preview show here at Cade Williamson, Michael Roth in studio. When we come back, we'll talk a little MVL, a couple big ball games there, as well as MSL, and then another one down on the river between some good, solid teams and local here right up 33 with Logan. Make sure to stay tuned. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Tune in Friday night for the Evans County Game of the Week on Power 105. This week, the Alexander Spartans, fresh off their 30 to nothing win over Athens, will try to keep the momentum going against another TVC Ohio opponent, the Wellston Golden Rockets. Join Carl and Cade Williamson for the pregame at 6.30 for the 7 p.m. kickoff. Alexander, Wellston, it's the Athens County Game of the Week, Friday on Power 105. Here at A Work of Heart, we know winter is coming. As you decorate your home for fall and Thanksgiving, we're getting ready for Christmas. We have scores of pieces of beautiful new art, many designed by our local artist, Dee Jones. Pumpkins, scarecrows, snowmen, gingerbread men, winter gnomes, horses, goats, cows, sheep, pigs, roosters, and so much more, many with inspiring sayings. We also have hundreds of gift ideas that can be personalized on our laser engravers. They make great gifts for all occasions and any season. Usually, you can take the personalized gifts home the same day. As we head towards Christmas, we have the best selection of snowmen in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Many of our snowmen have signs that can be personalized with names to make unique gifts that will be treasured for years. That is a work of heart, Grand Central Mall. Come see us today or find us online at aworkofheart.biz. Hi, this is Martina McBride. When I'm on stage performing, it takes a team of talented people from all walks of life to make the show a success. I couldn't do it without everyone's help. When we embrace diverse backgrounds and work together as one, there's no challenge or problem too big to overcome. Our strength lies in our diversity. This public service message has been brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Welcome back here into the Sports Fan. Cade Williamson in studio joined over the phone by Michael Roth today. Given our high school football preview show that we've done throughout the season. We're in week five now. Highlighting some of the best games here in Southeast Ohio. We talked TVC, uh, both uh, Hawking and the Ohio, to start off the show. Moved a little bit more OVC and toward the east and toward the south here of Athens. And now we'll move a little bit north. Um, looking at the NVL and MSL, as other, a couple other ball games, a couple other teams to keep an eye on. Uh, first one that we've got on our list of an NVL matchup is what I would like to think uh, a game between what could be the big and small school division champions on both sides of the NBL this year. Tri-Valley Scotties traveled down to New Lexington in the pit uh, to take on the Panthers. There should be an interesting ball game. I'm very high on New Lexington. Roth, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, the MBL small school division is much improved, but I, I think if we're talking best team in MBL big versus best team in MBL small, I'm just always going to go with the team in the MBL big school division. So, I got to go with Tri Valley. Their defense is really solid. I think their only loss this year is to uh, Columbus St. Francis de Sales, which is a Division II program. Uh, they got that victory over Jackson, who's a really solid team. I think Tri Valley is just uh, overall just solid football team. I expect them to go unbeaten against MVL opponents this year. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, I, like I said, very high on New Lexington, probably the team I'm highest on here. Uh, down in southeast Ohio. I don't think that the uh, state rankings um, 
uh, definitely or show uh, as high as I am uh, on a new Lexington. I don't think that they're uh, you know in the top seven, uh, but I do think that they're a team that could easily go eight and two, uh, seven and three, and win that NBL small school division championship this year. They could end up going nine and one. We'll see how it plans out uh, for the new Lexington Panthers. They're undefeated into this ball game. They've got it at home. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think it will definitely be interesting, but I think Tri-Valley, like you said, big school division over small school division in the NBL. Uh, Got to really take it every day, uh, especially after Tri-Valley getting that big win over Jackson. Uh, they kind of shocked me with that one. Uh, looked good in that ball game, so I'm going to get the Scotties. Uh, now for another NBL matchup, Crooksville, uh, one of the small school teams. Uh, you know, they've had some trouble this year, still 0-4 on the season. They take on Maysville uh, across MVL matchup once again in this ball game. How are we thinking about this one, Rob? Brooksville versus Maysville. I'm uh, I'm gonna take Maysville. Um, let's see. These are two of the teams like sort of near the bottom of each division. And once again, gonna go with my philosophy. Um, only way I'm kind of picking a small school team over a big school team is if like it's one of the top two small schools going up against um, one of the bottom two big so I will take Maysville in this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I think uh, the Maysville Panthers get the job done over Crooksville. Crooksville still trying to figure a lot of things out this year. Might um, trying to avoid going winless once again this year. Just, um, but hey, they got that new stadium. They've got some uh, more excitement going into that program. So never count out the ceramics. I'm thinking Maysville takes this one. Now we'll travel uh, south, a little south along the river. But uh, one of the teams involved is west of here. The Jackson Ironmen travel down to the Berg to take on the Pirates of Wheelersburg. Uh, this should be another interesting one. Jackson, they are 2-2. Two and two. They got that win, the big win last week against Western Brown. I thought they were going to start 1-3, and three, could go 1-4 and four to start the season. But like I said, got that big win over Western Brown, kind of solidified themselves to 500. What are we thinking about this one, Roth? Um, I would uh, take Jackson. I think they're a little bit more dynamic on the offensive end with Jacob Winters. Um, but Wheelersburg is going to come in with a similar game plan to what they had last year, similar game plan to what they had against Ironton in week one. This is going to be a close game. Um, but I think the Ironmen have turned a corner with that victory over Western Brown. Yeah. Uh, we'll I'm still not super high on, on Jackson this year. I, I, you know, I know that they've got to run through the gauntlet of what is their out-of-conference schedule, and I know that they've got to take on another tough team, but I think that you know, that's a decent drive down to Wheelersburg. Uh, Jackson hasn't looked too impressive. They dropped that game against Tri-Valley that I thought that they were going to easily win at home. Uh, now you've got to go travel into enemy territory and play in the Berg. I'm going to take the Pirates on this one. I think Wheelersburg gets the job done in this ball game. Now, uh, do a couple bigger schools uh, here in southeastern Ohio. Logan, the Chieftains, uh, take on Chillicothe. Chillicothe sitting on 3-1 and one in the season. Logan now 1-3 and three after their victory last week. What are we thinking with the Chieftains and Chillicothe? Uh, I've, I've been high on this Chillicothe squad since uh, some impressive uh, early season action. I think that they get the job done here. Top of the SAC is very strong this yeah, I, I agree here. Uh, I think the FAC is looking quite well uh, this year. Chillicothe's looked good. Um, they've had some good ball games. Logan, just you know, not what that program used to be. Uh, and I think that they travel uh, just up to 33 from here in Athens. But they travel to Logan and they get the victory there. Over the Chieftains, Chillicothe improves to five, or correction, four and one on the season after week five. Now we'll talk uh, MSL. Uh, looking at MSL, we talked a little bit about the Hamilton Township and Logan Elm game last week. I picked HT, you picked Logan Elm. Logan Elm got the victory 28-7 to over the Rangers of Hamilton Township. This week, they host the Fairfield Union Falcons. So what are we thinking about this one at Hamilton Township? Are they trending down, or do you think they can have a bounce back? No, I think that Fairfield uh, Union might be the worst team in uh, that division of the MSL. So I'll take uh, HT here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here in HT. I think it's between Fairfield Union and Amanda Clear Creek, really, at the bottom of that division of the MSL. Both of those teams have not looked uh, the best so far this year. Uh, Fairfield Union's only two wins over uh, two winless schools in the bottom of their conferences, uh, Lakewood, my alma mater, and uh, Crooksville are the two wins so far this year for Fairfield Union. Now to the battle for Circleville. Logan Elm travels to Circleville to take on 
Uh, then in that ball game, interesting one, Logan Elm. Uh, coming into this game, 3-1. and one. Circleville also 3-1. and one. Circleville coming off of a big loss last week uh, against Bloom Carroll. Hung around in the first half. What are we thinking about this one? Yeah, I've, uh, I've kind of been beating the Circleville drum here recently, but I'm going to take their city rivals and Logan Elm to get the, the victory in this one. going to be a fun atmosphere, big-time rivalry in Pickway County. Um, I think it'll be a close one, but I'm going to go with Logan Elm here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think Logan Elm gets the job done. I think that they could possibly squeak their way into the third position, uh, maybe even second, by the way, that they're playing this year. Uh, their only loss at this point to Zane Trace, a, a team that might end up going undefeated, or even a one-loss squad. Uh, and it was a close game between uh, them and Zane Trace with Logan Elm. So I think Logan Elm's trending upward. I think their offense, the way that Doc described it to us on Friday Night Football last week, uh, they take their time. They grind out the possessions. They hold on to the ball. And I think that they'll have success with that this week and get uh, the victory over the Circleville Tigers. Now they're a different division of the MSL. Millersport and Miller. Uh, I guess you could say the Miller battle in this ball game. Uh, Millersport, the Lakers got to travel to take on the Falcons and Corning. What are we thinking about this one? Yeah, we had uh, some listeners calling in back from the Miller game uh, last week, and I'm assuming they're not going to have far to drive because Miller's at home this week. I think it's going to be a happy drive for Miller Falcons fans. I think they get the victory in, yeah, the Battle of Miller, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the way you got to put it. A decent drive for Millersport up there near the Buckeye Lake region. I uh, have to travel a lot south, not as far south as Worthington Christian would have to travel for a conference game, but still uh, pretty far south. I think Miller gets the job done. I think the Falcons get the victory uh, in this ball game. We're going to take another quick break here. Afterwards, we've got two more games to highlight and then we'll be wrapping up our show. Might get to the Surefire Hot Picks, not sure yet. We'll see how much time we've got. You're listening to the Sports Fan and the Football Preview Show here on 970 WATH. Diagnosis and that one thing still goes according to plan. No, I'm getting my first tattoo right now, <laughs> while my three beautiful daughters laugh hysterically at me. 58 years old, four years of cancer-free checkups at Ohio Health. Go ahead and get a picture, girls. You keep making plans. Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. It's the 24th annual Paw Paw Fest this weekend at Lake Snowden in Albany, Ohio. From the 16th to the 18th, enjoy music, competitions, beverages, and more. Events include the best Paw Paw Contest, Brewers Roundtable and Paw Paw Beer Tasting, Paw Paw Eating Contest, and the Paw Paw Cook-Off. Free shuttle service to and from Athens and Albany. The 24th Annual Paw Paw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany. For more information, go to OhioPawPawFest.com. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back into The Sports Fan here on 970 WATH. Doing our football preview show. Cade Williamson in studio. Michael Roth joining me over the phone today. We've gone through a lot uh, throughout our show today. Just about to wrap it up. We uh, took that break before we took that break. We were talking a little MSL uh, there. And there's one game... Um, that we'll get to. That'll be our final game that we'll take a prediction for. But now we'll talk region, uh, there is specifically uh, in Division Six, Region 23. There's a big game this week. Danville is taking on Northmore. Northmore is undefeated in this ball game. Danville sitting at 3-1, and one, two teams that are perennial uh, contenders uh, in that conference up there. The, I believe it's the East 
or it's the Knox and Morrow Conference. Uh, Knox and Morrow County is up there. So there's some good football up there that's uh, in the region. Uh, what are we thinking about this game, Roth? Yeah, I'm going to – I think that uh, Northmore gets knocked from unbeatens here. I'm going to take uh, Danville to get the victory. Um, I'm really not bothered by Danville's one loss to North Union 28 nothing. That, that's a really solid program up in that, like, western kind of central area. Kind of a weird, uh, weird area to pinpoint and describe. They're uh, pretty far northwest of Columbus. Um but yeah, I'm gonna maybe an upset year going with a Division Seven school that has a loss over a Division Six unbeaten. But yeah, I'll take Danville. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. I'm gonna take Danville in this ball game. They're a solid program up there in East or in the East half of Knox County. Uh, you hear a little bit about them from where I'm from in Central Ohio. I'm from Licking County. Knox is the county above us, and uh, there's a little bit of uh, talk that sprinkles down about. Uh, Danville up there. A lot of good things about them and their football program. I think they get, get the job done. And the final game uh, that we'll be talking about, went back, going back to the MSL uh, here, a big one between two 500 ball clubs. Liberty Union takes on Taze Valley that game in Baltimore, not Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore, Ohio, uh, where Liberty Union will have home field advantage. What are we thinking about this MSL matchup, Rock? Yeah, um, Joe Itell couldn't, like, be more even on this one on a neutral field. Liberty Union um, and Taze Valley only separated by half a point um, if they were to play on a neutral field. So I'll take the home team, uh, which is Liberty Union. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you here. Taze Valley has not looked impressive. Liberty Union's had a couple tough losses here and there. They had a chance to beat Heath week one. They took on Nelsonville York, traveled down here to Athens County, and NY showed them the business. Uh, in that ball game, defeated him 48-7. to Taze, like I said, not exactly as good of a ball club as they were last year, which isn't a sight to see, especially when they're going to be moving up to the OCC uh, in a couple of years. But Liberty Union gets a victory this week, I will say, moves to 3-2 and two on the season while Taze is under 500. And that has been all for our picks. Roth, I thank you for joining me today. We are about to wrap up the show. But before we wrap it up, I'll get to my uh, surefire hot pick here today um and this one's a bit of an interesting one i sat and milled it over a little bit uh but i think i'm gonna go with the cardinals uh the st louis cardinals are playing tonight and they're taking on the cincinnati reds uh, in a ball game cardinals have been one of the hottest teams in baseball since uh the second half break been a solid team overall st louis i think gets the job done in this ball game i'm gonna pick them over the cincinnati reds i get that's a little bit of a of an easy pick right there, but you got Chase Anderson for the Reds going. Uh, has only thrown nine innings so far this year. Well, you got Miles Mikolas, uh, who's thrown 181 and a third this year uh, for the Cardinals going to the mound. So give me the cards in this one. I hate myself for picking that as the resident Cubs fan here on 970 WATH. Uh, and That'll be all for our show today. Uh, we went around, talked to football, did our football preview show. Thank you all for tuning in. You can catch Carl and I tomorrow night on Power 105 doing the Athens County Game of the Week. Alexander travels to take on Wilson and Cedric and Matt Frazee will have Vinton County and Athens here on 970 ATH. That has been all for the sports fan today, sponsored by J&K Contracting. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>